Welcome to Looped and Ladies, everyone. Welcome back. We have some exciting news. We are joining you from our new podcast studio. Yes, we are. It is very technical. <laughs> Incredibly technical. And if you want to know, you should follow our Instagram. It is professionally soundproofed. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. And um, the ergonomics are approved by a doctor. Uh, every doctor, I yep. think. Mm-hmm. And also five out of ten dentists at the same time. Yes. Yeah. So here we are. It's very exciting. Yes, it's very exciting. Okay, so we are back <laughs> after not having recorded since beginning of january yeah beginning of january yep we did one that um took us a while to release and we can talk about that yep um this is natalie by the way oh and this is josie okay so we're going to talk about pandemic burnout which i think is one of the reasons i feel like i've been more uh overwhelmed with life lately so i think that's part of the reason we haven't gotten our podcast out um and we'll talk about that yeah but let's first start with just a little catch up. Yep. What we've been watching and just other things about life. Yeah, I mean, it's been a minute, so things have been happening. And when I say things have been happening, I've just been watching more TV. But you know, that's okay. Okay, um, so go ahead. Are you gonna start with your first thing that you've been watching? Oh, do you want me to? Sure. Yeah. Okay, so one thing I watched that I don't think I've talked about yet. I was a while ago that I watched it, but um, the social dilemma. Did I talk about that already? No, but I've heard people like watch it and be like so freaked out. Yeah, oh, and so I saw you post something about yeah, that. So let's talk about it. Yeah, so let's talk about it. So the social dilemma is a documentary that features um, like ex CEOs and ex people who worked for a lot of the not just social platforms, but a lot of like even like Google, Gmail specifically, like different branches of tech sites um, that obviously are very popular, and it just it includes a lot of like their firsthand experience of like what it was like to build those platforms work for those platforms advertise for those platforms all of that stuff um and how like a lot of them have a lot of like big regrets big things that they worry about big things that they like educate their children on and it's super fascinating I definitely would watch it especially if you're a person like (laughs) I I kind of work in social media a little bit so like it was super Mm. fascinating to like get their take on stuff um but like there were so many things that I mean yeah to your point yes people watch it they get very freaked out I understand that there were parts that were very like freaky to me um I'm definitely more concerned about like generations following ours the way that they talked about like how they were raised on different things that we were not necessarily raised on. Like we met, I got Facebook in like 10th grade. So I was already, you know, I wasn't fully raised, but I was not a child. Like, and they talk a lot about that kind of the differences there. Yeah. That was our first one. And then I didn't get Twitter until that was probably the next one. Yep. Freshman year of college. I had it senior year of high school, but yeah. And then Instagram was maybe, Snapchat was like sophomore year of college and Instagram was maybe that same year. So like yeah, and mine like was we junior were year. Yep. 18, yep. 19. I mean, yes, not fully formed, yep. but we weren't like 12, 13. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but definitely like there were some things that were said in there that I I truly wrote down because I just couldn't believe like how correct they were and like Yeah, can you get it into gave some me a of lot the, of perspectives like, on that? Yeah, can you get into some of the like mind-blowing tidbits yeah so the one that really stuck with me that i will 
I will never let go of this. I probably didn't even need to write it down because I've thought about it so much. But um, one of the people that they interview is a data visualization guru named Edward Tufte. And I think he worked for Google. I can't remember. But he was one of the people that had like some of the greatest quotes. But one of the things that he talked about, (laughs) it just blew my mind. He said, there are only two industries that call their customers users, illegal drugs and software. Wow. And like ever since he said that, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, and like the relations that he made between those things and like the amount of similarities there are when you're talking about, you know, pumping advertisements out for drugs and social media, a lot of it like aligns, (laughs) which is really crazy, but it's totally true. And like the way that it messes with your brain, the way that you like let it into your life can be as addicting to, you know, like as drugs or alcohol yeah. or whatever. So that one really got me because I'm just like, it's totally true. Um, but I think the thing that, like, the biggest takeaway that I had was this idea that, like, even these people who helped build Facebook, Instagram, Google, all of these things, their look at it now is, like, up from a look of, like, apology <laughs> and, like, mm-hmm. a look of, like, fear and like they themselves are concerned about what they've done yeah which that part was like really hard for me to grasp it's like you know they were very excited about their projects they're all really smart obviously they're really knowledgeable about what they're doing and like how to get people involved and whatever but like the amount of them that don't even let their kids have social media or don't let their kids have phones it's astounding like it's well it's interesting because like i agree like i'm probably on it more than i like to Um, But it's also interesting how social media platforms are also fads. Like, unless, like, maybe that doesn't matter. Like, it's just, like, replacing one thing with another, like, a twist. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will say, like, one thing that helped me, because I was talking to my friends about this, is turning off notifications. Yes. And that was actually another thing that I had written down. Yep. So, I don't think I have notifications on any of them. So, it's, like... Yeah, I'm still checking it multiple times during the day, but it's not like yeah. I'm in the middle of typing a sentence. I get notified. Totally. And I go to check it. And actually, there's a really good quote about that that I'll... Oh, yeah. <laughs> from Give it to us. this guy, Justin. He was an engineer at Facebook and Google, and now he's a co-founder of Asana, which I know a lot about Asana. I don't know if you've encountered that at all, but it's definitely like a workflow system um, that companies use. So he kind of went from, you know, the social side of it to just more like the tech and company oriented platform sort of thing. But he said, turning off notifications so that your phone isn't vibrating your leg. It's the same reason I don't keep cookies in my pocket. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny. Yeah. So you're totally right. Like that is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's key. I'm like, I will say like, I know like this is maybe like the classic defense, but like I will say some of the functionality of i would say i'm mostly on instagram and snapchat for two different purposes Mm -hmm. um like keep me connected with friends that don't live here and like a very more like day-to-day more authentic quick way rather than like typing out like big text messages like i can just be like kind of like funny stuff we said yeah like for sure they're responding to something i did or like whether it's like a recipe or whatever so it's like i do appreciate that and i will say like instagram is almost more like well personally 
it's more my like digital scrapbook but the people I follow is more like my design inspiration which I guess is kind of consumerism but I do love like following a lot of like creatives mm-hmm. yeah so it's an or outlet news for you articles. in that way yeah, yeah. so like that's that's kind of the fun way, but I do see myself like the ads become like cre- like creepily too oh accurate, and like I know I do see myself getting sucked into that. So it's like I try, yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, if this is like giving me comfort in a pandemic, oh for like, sure. I mean, I definitely didn't have like I talked about the social dilemma with um, my brother Jeremy because he had watched it right before I watched it. And there's definitely things that, like, are concerning, and we both agreed about the concerning things, but then there's things that, like, I don't really care. Like, if they're telling me that, yeah, like, I'm getting targeted ads that are going to make me spend money, like, whatever. Like, I'm not concerned about that right now. Like, I'm going on Instagram for a reason, going on Twitter for a reason. Like, I'm not as concerned about that kind of thing. Um, But they also talked a lot about how, like, the age groups that access these kinds of platforms, it makes a big difference in terms of, like, what they're vulnerable to. Yeah, I agree. Like, you definitely, I think, need to be on it at a mature age. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, like, the targeted ads, like, for instance, I think there's, like, also a flip side that's somewhat good is, like, I'm really trying to be intentional with supporting small owners. Totally. And, um, yep. like, brands that are ethically made for clothing or, like, you know, de- um, like... Yep. Um, black owned or woman owned or you know woman of color and i'm able to find that solely because of social media yeah so like i'm yep. these small small brands that i get yep. really inspired with what they're making so i'm not going to forever 21 or h&m or whatever else yeah. um even or even J. just Crew. like like even things that we do like we follow our neighborhood yeah on on social media and then we like find things to do in our neighborhood right. supporting local businesses right. like through that platform so I will say like, there is some good, but, like, you do need to be intentional. And, like, I yeah. heard people say that, like, if following me brings you anxiety or, like, um, right. guilt about what you're not doing, like, unfollow me. And I'm like, oh, 100%. Yep. Like, I hope people do that for me. Like, I, I think I'm, like, pretty, like, uh, real. But, like, I was like, if what I'm doing is, like, makes you cringe, I'm like, then unfollow. Like, I hope right. people take that into their own hands. I, yeah. And I'm pretty totally. ruthless about that. And people are like... One argument I heard against that was, like, oh, don't just curate your feed with, like, people that are like-minded. And I was, like, I agree with that to an extent. But at the same time, I'm, like, I am going to do that because, like, this is something for joy. It's not, like, me reading the news. Yeah, like, what are you going to that platform for? You're going there for joy. Like, why would you? And I would say that's a good point. Like, I go to – so, like, Twitter for me – is news like yes i go on twitter and and that's where i follow both sides of the table that's where i follow people that i agree with don't just dis- like don't agree with I that kind of situation oh your apple watch wants us to do something oh yeah sorry <laughs> but like it's like twitter is like my i'm intentional about that yeah, it's like i agree like that's where i go for you know i'll get multiple opinions i'll read a lot of articles different journalists whatever instagram is like happy place i think like you follow design people. I follow every Corgi account that's ever been created. <laughs> a lot of recipes. A lot of people who bake. Like, that is, like, the yeah, main, you and know. And not to say it's not can be used for change. Like, I definitely right. have been really, like, politically active there, too. For sure. But I think it just is, like, in a little bit more of, like, a community way. Yeah. And I do, like, for Twitter, it's interesting. Because I'll go on Sportswell. I'll, like, delete it for months. But it's, like, it is has a unique 
news lens that you can't oh, get yeah. anywhere else. So I'm like, I'm barely active on it, like posting because like yeah. literally no one follows me. But it is interesting, like who I follow and like oh, yeah. access to that. Yep. That you can't really find anywhere else. No, and it's it's an incredible way to like get an aggregated news feed. I. I mean, yeah. especially because, like, I like you, I don't really post that much, but I go on Twitter every single day. Like, it is, like, I, I do a little bit of a news brief, get headlines from around the country, around the world, and then it's like, okay, that was, you know. Well, and the fact that it's not based on, like, pictures or right. posts. Right. It's, like, uniquely, like, just small snippets. Yep. I think that's, like, what makes it more, like, yeah, your president or your, yep. um, you know, like these CEOs or whatever, yep. like it is a little bit more like we can just get news kind of like real time now, yep. like a PR wrapped. Yeah. Bow. And you can get local, you can get national, you can get worldwide, yeah. like without it. I mean, I will go to news websites as well every day and like get my little news snippets. But like Twitter, it's like it's putting everything I need like right in front of me. So anyway, yeah. I think the social dilemma, like I get it. Like and I think that's why the it's an apt title. Like it really is a dilemma in a lot of ways. Um, watch it if you're into social media. If you're not into social media, it'll probably just freak you out. Like, it's it's very, like, it is coming from the standpoint of, like, the amount of power that social media and tech companies have. Like, it's it's reminding you <laughs> that you can be controlled by anyone. Like, it, you know, in a way. Yeah, and even just, like, I mean, I told you I'll say more about this detailed. But anyways, I had a... Uh scam this week that was very real in the sense that they sent me a password that I use for a lot of accounts and I think probably got like Facebook gets breached all the time by hackers like they're not actually that secure like LinkedIn and it's like that's scary like I don't know like I think we hear data breach and like 300 million contacts compromised and like for me, some some people, like, I know will be like, oh, I didn't use Apple. It can be, like, whatever, hacked. I don't get that far because I'm like, uh, like, what do people want from me? Or, like, and I, like anything not... can be hacked. <laughs> like, it's not, well, you yeah, know. And I'm just kind of like, I'm not that special. Right. You know, like, I don't right. have, like, wealth or, like, you really can't bring me down that right. much. Um, But anyway, so whatever. But, yeah. like, it is, like, real. Like, <sighs> these things have consequences. You might see it yeah. in the news. But it's like. What does that actually mean? It's like people sell your information on the dark web. Oh, my God. Okay. So I have to interrupt you to add in another recommendation that goes along with this. I watched. So the New York Times presents as a series on Hulu and they do like little mini episodes on different basically things that are in the news. And there was an episode, season one, episode five, that's called The Teenager Who Hacked Twitter. Mm. Everybody immediately watched that. It, and it shows you, like, how easy that stuff is. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't know how to do it. But, like, people who know how to hack, like, it is it is so easy for them. It is so quick. And they don't care about the consequences. Like, they just, holy cannoli, you got to watch that. It I know, is I crazy. Like, I like, the con- like, but it is, like, for the people that they catch, like, the consequences can be pretty Absolutely. severe. But, like, a lot of people aren't caught. So I think they, like. That's the thing. Yeah. Yep. But. Yeah, sorry, that was a sidebar, but no, it's a but great that's episode. Interesting. Yeah. Like Yeah, it like almost makes me like not want to have any technology at sometimes, but then it's like also like you gotta like live your life too. You do. Um yeah. but yeah, it's kind of like scary yeah. how much is out there a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I mean I, I almost can't even unpack this. It's like kind of No, I know. And I, I do think that like we were raised with a lot of a lot more skepticism in approaching these things for the first time whereas like i think the generation that's like like they were saying the generation that's about to turn 18 
Like they, and I always forget the name. Are they Gen Z? So like they were never raised with these being, having consequences or like, it was just, they just had it. They just had social media. They just had phones. They just had the internet. Like these are things that they're so used to just having Mm -hmm. that like their education behind it is nothing like it was for us because like, I think even for us, like, yes, there were people that were on there. Like, sure, you could get involved in a lot of sketchy shit, even if you like know a lot about social media. But like, I think we were just a lot more skeptical or maybe we just didn't know as much or like not everybody had everything. They didn't everybody didn't have every platform well, or Wi Fi or like yeah, like AOL, you know, like AIM, yeah. when we like my parents had my password. Yes. Yeah. It was a totally different world. So it's definitely more concerning, I think, for this generation and then obviously like if we eventually have children, like the world they're gonna grow up in is gonna be just so well, different. And that's the thing too is like I think a lot of parents are conscious about this. I don't think it's like a novel concept that no. we're coming up with. But at the same time, it's like, how do you combat that? Like, yeah. people are putting iPads in front of their toddlers. I'm 100%. not saying that's bad for their development, yeah. but they're they just seeing have it. it or they see you on your phone. Like, yep. I feel like the only way to really combat that is be like, I'm only on my phone behind closed doors. Right. Yeah. I, like, my kids don't see me on it. They it's... don't have access to it, like, how it works. Right. But it's like, they're exposed so young. But it's like, yeah. I'm not saying you're a bad parent, but like, it's you a have different to work ball game. Really hard yeah, to you do combat that, and it's like you really do. not to say like yeah. digital stuff doesn't have good stuff either. Yeah, but it's like yeah. I mean, like even if we, if we are parents and our kids, like they're gonna be even smarter than us. Oh my on god, this technology that oh, they're yeah. gonna be able to like yeah, like they could lie to us easily. You know. So I I've actually said to Joe because he'll sometimes throw hypotheticals at me of like, are we gonna let our kids have cell phones, and if if so, what age? And I constantly say to him. We don't know what any of that is going to look like. <laughs> like. Yeah. We don't know what any of this is going to be. Like, it changes so yeah. quickly. Well, like, it's interesting. I feel like you and I were at such, such a big, like, when we came of age, which I'm saying, like, high school, middle yeah. school, high school, was such a transformative innovation tech boost. Yeah. Because just to even show you this, my brother... My brother, like not seeing my uncle, my parents, yeah. my brother, yeah. and yeah. yes, he's eight years older than me. But when he, his first year of college, it was a big debate if he's going to get a laptop or a desktop because like laptops were like kind of oh. starting to enter the scene. Yeah. When I went to college, it was like 100% MacBook laptop. <laughs> like you have to get a laptop. Well, also when he first went to college was the first time he got a cell phone, which is right. a flip phone because he was going to be at college and like didn't, I think yep. he might've had a phone in his dorm, but it was like, okay, we're going to get you this because you go to college. I got a cell phone in seventh grade. Like, look at that difference of, like, yeah. like a six-year yeah. difference of when we got yeah. it. Yes, I started with a flip phone, and, like, I right. needed it more for, like, ride coordination. 100%. My brother and I shared a flip phone to literally call for rides. Right, which is, like, <laughs> yep. a valid reason. Yep. And, like, they didn't have a lot of technology in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, doesn't that, like, it's crazy to me that from the youngest to the oldest, right? How much has changed when oh you my went God. to college? Yeah. And I remember when I went to college, freshman year, right before I went to college, was the first time I got an iPhone because I oh. wanted, or like, I thought I would need GPS, like, to get yeah. to class. And, like, yeah. I was at a big campus. But, like, to think, like, all of these kids now have iPhones in middle school. Oh, my God. Like, I, uh, there was kind of a, a smartphone where I think you could get on like a browser like it was like a <laughs> yes you had to, what it was even called oh my gosh you had to get on like the internet like it but wasn't it was, like, you had to buy the internet yeah through Verizon. yeah 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 um, yep. like you weren't connected to like wi-fi 
And, like, so I kind of had that a little bit in high school, but it was, like, yeah, no. I didn't have an iPhone until college. Oh, my God. And I remember I was in, like, my junior year of college, and I had to convince my dad that I needed an iPhone instead of a flip phone because I was doing, like, newspaper. And, like, I was, mm. like, Dad, I'm going to, ga- like, games, taking pictures. I need to be able to, like, use the internet. And he was just, like, what? <laughs> like, why are you? Yeah. I was, like, no, like, this is, like, necessary. Like, I. But all that changed so fast. So and, like, fast. When we, we started, like, MySpace, which was kind of fun because I loved oh, my God. coding. Loved MySpace. I was a big fan of those yes. wallpapers. But I love, like, switching the wallpapers to, be, like, oh, I want this pink. And, like, you kind of yes. got a little taste of coding. Absolutely you did. And then Facebook, I mean, so we went to, when did Facebook launch? 2004? Yeah, because it was, like, right before I went to high school. Yeah, so I got in 2007, which is, like, when I went to high school. Yeah, and I got it sophomore year of high school. Because it took a while to get out, because it was just, like, just college. Yep. You were on, like, a list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you could only get it. I finally got it after, like, my sisters were on it for, like, a year. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember a lot of my friends didn't even get it until, like, two or three years later because their parents don't want it. But, like, yeah, we didn't have Instagram, Snapchat, None of Twitter that. until college. Which, I mean, honest to God, totally fine with. I look at yeah. these generations and I'm just like, I could not keep up with that kind of shit. Even my Facebook memories, like, we kind of use that as, like, message boards. Like, AIM almost. I'm kind of like, oh, my God, what were we doing? I loved AIM. Oh, my God, I loved it. <laughs> That's kind of the only reason I keep my Facebook because I kind of like the memories oh, that for are, sure. like, in it. But Absolutely. Very cringeworthy. But yeah, I mean, I recommend it. It's it's a good thing to watch, but, you know, be prepared to be a little bit uneasy, I okay, would say. Let me just check to make sure, like, everything is Gucci on the... <laughs> the first episode in yeah. our new okay, little our new, pod yeah. area. Our computer is outside of our pod area. All right, so um, why don't you go ahead? I mean, okay, I could so talk I about that all day. Segue into okay, great. Hulu's um, Framing Britney documentary. Holy... <laughs> Shit! How have we not talked about this already? I honestly feel like our podcast could just be like talking about TV. And <laughs> I mean, what are we doing, honestly? Like, um, <sighs> okay, so I heard that came out, and obviously it's like very much blown up, and it was kind of blowing up when I watched it, and I kind of just was like in my bed one night, and I was like, whatever, I'll just put it on quick, like don't think too hard about it. And one of my best friends, Jonathan, is like a huge Britney fan. Okay, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch him. Yeah, it Hold was. Up. Before you started watching it, did you know anything about it? Yeah, kind of. Like, I and, knew like, she was in like, conservative and, okay. ship. And, like, I knew that happened, like, after she had yep. her really hard year. And I knew kind of that. I feel like I remember in the summer Jonathan shared a post that kind of, like, Britney is a grown woman who's, like, earned all this money. The Free Britney movement. Kind of when it started, like, he shared yes. something. And yes. I kind of was like, okay. wow, to frame it that way. Yep. Like, I kind of knew some of the things going yeah. before Me that. Too. But, like, Me I too. was kind of like, to frame it that way, I was like, yeah, that is really fucked up. That, yeah. like, as a woman, she has no control of her life, Ugh. even though she's earning millions for other people to spend. So, yeah. anyways, and I, so, and Britney, so she was a big when I was <laughs> I remember, I think, Oops, I Did It Again, came yeah. out in 1999. Yeah. So I was in kindergarten. <laughs> and So, you know. So, actually, it kind of was pop, like, yeah. like, even kind of got into, like, kindergarten level, like, fifth grade, sixth grade. Yeah. And I remember my mom or, like, my parents or siblings being kind of like, no, that's not appropriate for you. Same. they were, like, in middle school. Same. So my first, like, two albums were, like, Mandy Moore and, like... Vanessa Carlton. Uh, <laughs> Vanessa Carlton all day, baby. Oh, yeah. I always had my family playing that oh, in the car. Oh, God. Yes. Um, that was, like, the only music we could agree on is, like, <laughs> in, if Natalie picked. Um, 
so I remember they kind of were like a little bit shielding me, if that's the right yeah. word from her. Um, but like I remember her getting big, but I think that's kind of the reason. I think I was like almost like three years, four years too young to really right. get her at her like big prime. Yeah. Even with the Backstreet yep. Boys, where like I feel like my sisters, you know, five and seven years older than me, oh. that they were like that was like their jam. You In know? sync was the love of my yeah. life. Yeah. So with like Jonathan being like around that age For too, sure. like he totally yep. grew up with yep. that. Where like I respected her. Obviously I listened to it. Obviously yeah. I know what she's doing. But yeah. I've never been like, oh my God, Brittany. Yep. yep. Totally. But she was not really like our generation in terms of like defining our pop music. Yeah. Who do you say would be? I mean, Spice Girls was really big for me. I don't know about mm, you. I feel like I still was a tiny bit young for that. Yeah, I mean, I was I was really into it, but I was also, oh god, I was so Aaron Carter was like, my, I do remember seeing him at the state fair because my cousin was I'm a year jealous, younger. Man. I really was, wanted to see him, and I kind of was like, uh, I'm over this, but and like Jump Five, I think was like a big, Jump Five. Yes. Oh and so my she wanted to see god. And I like went along, but I was like not about it. Oh. I went through a punk phase in middle school where I was listening to Green Day, Good Charlotte, okay. My Chemical yep. Romance. I had some of that, but, like, I was big. Like, Avril Lavigne was my girl. She was my, like, sit in the corner, be a punk yes, girl. Yes, Avril Lavigne for sure, yes. That, totally remember going up. T- yes, I remember yes. that for sure. Avril Lavigne was definitely our age. Yes, 100%. And, like, I don't know. Like, I loved Spice Girls, but, yeah, they definitely, it was probably, like, at the same time as Britney, really, with them. Yeah, they were just but, a couple years older than us. yeah. But, like, Aaron Carter was, like, my love of my life. Like, literally went to Target, like, made my mom take me to Target the day his albums came out every single time. Do you remember Jesse McCartney? Oh, yeah. I didn't really like him. Because I was always, like, he's an Aaron Carter wannabe. Well, and also, (laughs) I feel like we missed some things because you and I both didn't have cable. Totally. Oh, my God. We We totally. Yeah. I personally missed, like, the whole high school musical. Yes. I did. Yep. Um, We didn't have any. Like, yeah. No, no, no. I'm trying to think, though. Like, I guess I maybe didn't listen to a lot of music in middle school because, like, I had Vanessa Carlton and Mandy Moore. <laughs> um, Hell yeah. God, Jump 5 takes me back a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. I know, Jump 5. I feel but like my yeah, sister would listen to some stuff because I shared a room with my twin sisters. Were you into any NSYNC or Backstreet Boys at all? They had a little bit, so I would listen a little yeah. bit, but I wasn't a fangirl. And they okay. would listen to a little bit Pink. Oh, yeah. I liked Pink, too. But Avril Lavigne was my girl, so I was, like, yeah, liked her more. Yeah, because they had a boombox. Oh, like, my God, so, like, the boombox. We would play the radio and, like, sometimes record songs yeah. on a cassette. Or, like, they would, like, <laughs> play, like, yeah, like, they, I think they're, like, in singer Backstreet Boys. I love it. But I feel like I didn't really hit into, like, obsessive music until middle school, which is, like, when I hit my punk phase. Right. Yeah, so Britney was probably out of your... Yeah, it wasn't like I wasn't, like, yeah. totally No, I know. It, but yeah, I liked wasn't... her, but it was definitely not, like, as same as you, I was shielded from her in her popular years. Like... Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's so, also yeah. probably, like, a product of kind of going to private school, too. <laughs> probably. Yeah. So did you watch the documentary then? So like I watched the whole it, thing? and it okay. was really good, and it was really intriguing. I, like, was, like, eyes glued the whole time. Yeah. Did you watch it? Oh, yeah. Okay, so... Um, having her, like, guardian in it, oh, it's kind of spoilers, but I don't know. That's not really yeah. spoilers. But, okay, having her guardian in it was kind of, like, a sweet, um, like, a sweet inclusion. Oh, my God. It was so sweet. And I felt like that 
it brought you back to realize that she is a real human, well, aside from her uh, being yeah. a superstar. And I didn't you know, know she was, like, a small-town girl. Oh, I knew that. Like, I, I knew quite a bit about her background. I don't know why, but I knew all of that, and I knew, like, how quickly fame took her over. But there were a lot of things that I didn't understand, and, like, a lot of things I didn't know about her family, which I feel like is part of their the current issue of what well, she's dealing yeah. with. And, like, I know she was in the Mickey Mouse Club, but I didn't know she, like, went back to high school and played, like, basketball. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of weird. <laughs> um, But it's also interesting, too, because, like, for a while, it seemed like her mom was on her side, but just, like, so passive. Yeah. But then, like, I think her parents are back together. They didn't really talk part... about her mom a lot. I was so confused about that part of it. Is like, where did her mom go? Like, her mom was on her side. Her mom was the one trying to get her, like, into all this stuff and, like... Where did she go? And, like, her... And I feel like Brittany, like, three years ago would, like, post stuff with her mom and sister on Instagram. Right. But it's, like, now... I feel like... I mean, obviously, they're pandemic, but even before that, I feel like Brittany was, like, literally being, like, I'm not seeing any... Or couldn't see anyone. Right. And, like, I was, like, even talking to Jonathan, I was, like, does she even have custody of her kids at all? Right. And I don't think she does. And that's something like, that I... visitation? Like, she's not seeing... She's not... <sighs> yeah. Not that you have to post everything, but she was no. posting stuff with her kids. And right. now she posts nothing right well and i think that was one of my issues actually with like something i learned from the documentary is like it seems that kevin federline isn't really trying to help the situation and it's like i understand they had a really rough breakup and like their relationship isn't good but like it's the mother of his children like is he not concerned about like what her situation is or her seeing them or like any of that like it it seems like he's not at all trying to like get involved and I feel but like he should. Like I was like going back on her Instagram, which is a little bit creepy. Oh, but like no, it was like I did two too. years ago, she like went to Disney with her boys and yeah. we're like, oh, they don't like having their picture taken. So I was like happy to get this. So it seemed like very normal, but now like obviously the pandemic exacerbates it. But I was like, now it just seems like everything about her life has been just like cut off except for her boyfriend trainer. Which person. like that's also weird. Like, yeah, but like it's like feels like she's not seen. I know, anyone. She's, like, in her house alone. Yeah, which is, like, I. part of it's probably, like, good for her, but, like, sometimes, like, you're not seeing anyone, and, like, I was on her bio, and, like, she had, like, just a couple, like, things, and one of it was, like, mom. Yeah, mom. So I was, like... Yeah. Yeah, obviously that stuff doesn't go away. And the other thing, too, like, about the, the documentary, like... The shit she was asked in interviews was oh my so inappropriate. God. Like, Are you a virgin? Did you get a boob yeah. job? Yeah. By these creepy old men. Right. And just like obviously the society's gone like a little right. bit moved the needle, maybe, but like let's not be too blinded that we've really moved the needle that much. Right. But I'm just like, she likely had a severe postpartum depression anxiety oh my exacerbated God. by not having help being in the spotlight. Yes. And I was just like, it just shows you just like how alone and like she just needed help and two kids back to back like oh the part about her like getting in the car with her son and like she had her son on her lap to like get away from the paparazzi yeah do you remember that yeah wow and then when they were interviewing her and they were like you know like you've gotten a lot of flack for that because like it's unsafe and she was like she was very like to the point. She was just like, I was just trying to get us out of there. Like it's yeah, like why would like she, she wasn't victimized? trying like, to endanger. Yeah. You know, like I get how it looks. I get, but she was just like, don't you get it? Like I just wanted to get the fuck out of there. Like because they're dangerous. Like yes, she sees them as dangerous. Yes. Like, like why wasn't paparazzi more talked about of being like? And remember that guy that was a paparazzi who was <laughs> yeah. like, she never said leave us alone. Yeah. 
Except for when she said, leave me <laughs> alone. They're like, what about the time that she said, leave me alone? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just, like, that culture yeah. is yeah, so insane. And, like, yeah, they like, these talented people, and I would say, like, happens to men, too, but, like, these talented people are saying, like, okay, we want, you want, and they want to show their talents. They want to, you know, make money doing this, but it's, like, but we expect you to be a pro at interviews and act the part oh, that people want God. you to act and, like, come of age in the spotlight yep. with all these other people and, like, all these judgments and people photographing you and then, like, misinterpreting things. And, like, for you, you already have insecurities, like, even yeah. replaying in your head of being, like, what did this look like? like of course. You and I have that. Or, like, of course. what did I say? And just being, like, amplified by the paparazzi taking what yeah. you say or do and twisting it. Yeah. And just, like... Yeah, like, just so many people were so inappropriate with yep. her. I was very disappointed in Diane Sawyer. That was one that was really hard for me to watch. Like, yeah. I couldn't, I could not grasp, like, why she was, she was asking things the way that, like, a lot of the male interviewers were asking Britney questions. And I'm like, Diane, you're better than that. Like, that is not, I was very disappointed in her, for sure. Yeah, and the whole Justin Timberlake, oh. like. Yeah, um, that was hard. Like, his, like, a notes apology, like, 20 years later. Right. And his interview, when he, they were like, did you fuck her? And, she yeah. was like, and he was like, yeah, I did. She I starts just laughing. Like, and That yeah. culture, too, is just, like, so gross. It's gross. I will say, like, in a little bit of his defense, like, he grew up in the same kind of... They were in Mickey Mouse Club together. Like, yeah. the same time frame, the same kind of, like, accelerated into fame situation... I was he discussing in interviews? Absolutely. Like he did not respect her and like he just said horrible things. But I also think that he he had some of that like coaching of like how, here's what you should say in an interview about your girlfriend or like here's what you know, like here's what to focus on because you need to sound like a bad boy or like certain things that we don't know. Yeah, no, I you know? get it. But, but it's yeah, like... oh my god, I definitely had a bad taste in my mouth about him for sure. I yeah. don't want to be an apologist for No, 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 no. I understand. People yeah. who are oppressive. Yeah. I don't either. It was more just the idea of like thinking about yeah. how that they grew up in that culture kind of together, like same age and Which and I just kind of think about this too, like with Christina Aguilera because she yeah. kind of grew up at the same time. Which there's videos from Britney's childhood. Sh- I did not know she was that talented. I thought she was more of a performer. So I texted and one I of my like, friends. What the hell? She can actually <laughs> sing really well. I texted one of my friends as I was watching this because she had already watched it. And I said, I forgot that she could sing. <laughs> like, I know, like, that's the thing is, like, do you yeah. think she's, she, like, got so far? Like, do you think she's happy with where her career took her? Or, like, do you think she know. really wanted to be more of just, like, a vocalist? Yeah, I don't know. Which, like, when people talk about Christina Aguilera, she yeah. definitely gets popular. But Christina Aguilera that is that voice. phenomenal vocalist. Yep. So I think, like, some of it was, like, I don't know yeah. if she ever was bitter that she didn't get as famous, even I though she know. was just such a good vocalist. But I, I was, like, almost, like, well, thank God you got a, you got spared from a lot of this bullshit. True. Too. Very true. It also was interesting that they were talking about this all happening in the context of, like, boy bands. Yeah. Oh my god, that that piece was so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. and this is the same um series as the one that I said about the Twitter. Yeah, Hacker, that's what the that's New York like Times presents. I was thinking it was. Yeah, so like I mean, in general, it's just such a good series. Like they just are doing so well. well but and it was interesting when they brought in the lawyers about conservatorship and like the one who was representing Jamie that went back oh to god. represent Jamie and being like they yeah. still were like 
they're talking about it. I'm like, this is a person yes. who has all her faculties and just kind of like, I know they were speaking in hypotheticals, but just kind of like. Not really. That, that <laughs> dichotomy of like, just like seeing yeah. hypotheticals of yeah. like what a conservative ship is and like why it's used. Yeah. And like being like, why? I don't understand how a judge can keep upholding it. Right. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think that they got into like enough of the. Because I think that in order for them to put that in place, you have to have like some sort of doctor's notes or doctors like about but her how faculties. Does that stay for like right, and they didn't fourteen, yeah, fourteen years. I don't know, like, and they didn't talk about that part. Yeah, I just I'm like, what was there anything more creepy about her coming out to introduce her new show? There's oh, yeah, nothing more creepy. I. But I could, like, see it. Like, she literally has no power over anything. No. Like, the most she can do is, like, control her reactions. Right. And she just came out and she didn't say anything, didn't, like, change her facial expression. And, like, you could tell that was all because of a reason. Like. Oh, yeah. But I was, like, so creeped out. Like, not by her, but more, like, for her of, like, this is the situation she's in. Yeah. Like, do you think that was she even wanted to do the show? I, I have a feeling she wanted to do it. And then they were, like, actually... We're not going to do that because well, you're going to be. the fact that her dad is paid money to be a conservator Ugh. and gets part of her profits. Yeah. And it was so funny that they were talking and they're like, her dad only gets paid a small fee, $110,000. I know. I was like, yeah, yeah that's not, not like a small fee. Right. It's like, sure, you could say a small fee in terms of what she makes, but that is not a small fee. Yeah. <laughs> I just like, ugh, it's so crazy. Yeah. And just like. Yeah. And then, like, I saw, like, I don't know if this was, I don't think this was in the documentary, but her brother kind of, like, was, like, ass on a podcast and was, like. Yes! What do you it think was in the it? documentary. And he kind of was, like, yeah, I mean, I think she, like, doesn't like it. But, like, he just was, like, so lax and just oh kind of, like, God. I don't really know what's going on. I know. Shocking. It's, like, why are you not paying attention to this? This is your sister. Yeah. Yeah, that was awful. And I was, like, I'm sure there's some things they can't say, like, legally. Like, even her other sister, like, I feel like she's, like, kind of supportive, but, like, at the same time, like, she's, like, I love and support my sister, but I'm, like, but also she's, like, not really doing anything, it seems like. But, I mean, obviously that's from the public eye, but. Right. Anyways. (laughs) Yeah. um, Let's not make this, like, a. Holy crap. Yeah. There was a lot in that. Yeah. We have so much to talk about. Okay. So. Um, I also want to talk about Bridgerton, but maybe we save that. I think we should save that, because we could do that for. A half an hour. I know. Okay. We'll save that for next time. Yeah, there's some other things. And I also want to talk about, I think we could actually do this whole podcast. Um, I watched the Radium Girls. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, so I think we Okay, let me watch it and then we'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Pandemic what? Burnout? <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's some more I want to talk about too, like LA's Finest, but we'll see. Oh, some. yeah. We'll get back to that too. Okay. Yeah. All right, so going into our topic. Yeah. Pandemic burnout. Yeah. So. <laughs> so. I think this is kind of part of why we've been a little MIA, more so me, I think. Yeah, me um, too, though. I've it's, been, like, it's hard. overwhelmed by just, like, living. Like, even mm-hmm. just, I was thinking about this today, the fact of just, like, opening my blinds every day, shutting my blinds every day, like... Yeah. Making a meal, doing the dishes, making a meal, doing the dishes, like putting in laundry. Like I just feel like all day I'm just like 
yeah. cleaning or just like putzing around like yeah and it's just like one thing and then i reverse it the next day or just like <laughs> yeah i just like feel like that's like taking up so much time and mental space too right which i think is a sign of pandemic burnout and just like being in the same place all day right i mean I think we've talked about before, like, never have we ever been in our homes this much in our life. Like, and just, I'm like, and I, so I, I've told you I've been like, go clean coing, which is like my mm-hmm. term of like deep cleaning. Yeah. Based off that Instagram, go clean co, which is very therapeutic because like you really are getting in the nooks of crannies and like making your place feel like so like clean and inviting. Yeah. But then it almost makes me crazy because I'm like, okay, well, I gotta, you know, clean this or like... You're looking at every single thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I'm just like... For I, sure. I, 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 like, my floor gets crumbed and then I'm like, <laughs> bring out my vacuum like 30 minutes later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to pull up some of the signs that they said, like, you might have pandemic burnout if... Oh, And great. it was like a little <laughs> bit... Um, there was like a couple things that were like a little bit surprising or maybe a unique okay um uh here's another list but there was like one that was like if you're canceling like virtual plans or real plans or whatever and it was like that's 100 percent me i was talking to my therapist and i was like yeah like i end up like it's being it's good for me to see people or like do things like whatever safely or like within your own like comfort zone mm-hmm like skiing but i was like i have zero energy and it's like almost like i can't even get myself out the door to do like it's right. so hard for me to get myself right. out the door yeah to even do that so like i just end up being like i just want to stay in my apartment for like a week straight yeah and i'm like that's not good for me right well especially like going from you and i are people who always had things to do and places to go and like to go from that to nothing and then when you do have the opportunity to do something, you're like, I don't want to do that even. It's a huge difference in our lives. Like, I don't know. I think the, the same thing, like canceling even virtual plans. Like I told you earlier today, like <laughs> I don't even want to talk to like some of my favorite coworkers on Zoom anymore because I'm just so over it. <laughs> I'm just like so, yeah, I'm like, like that so done. It's so exhausting to me to do yeah. more like Zoom calls. And the other thing too is like, when you're living life, like, going to the post office is just, like, one stop on the way home. Oh, yeah. Now it's, like, a whole to-do. Oh, my God. So, I'll tell you this. Oh, my God. So, on last Saturday, <laughs> I had to pick up something from my parents' house. So, I went down there and drove 25 mm-hmm. minutes, went down there. Then I had to get gas. And then I had to, what did I do? Like, pick up a prescription or something. And then I had to drop something off at someone else's house, a mask. And I said, I said to this friend that I dropped the mask off with, I was like, well, I've had a really big day, so I got to go home and take a nap. Yeah. Because I ran three errands. <laughs> because, like, that was, like, more than I've done in months. Like. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I don't know if I'm like, just, like, putting more on my to-do list because I, like, seem like I'm not having anything. But I just feel like it's never ending. It's, like. Yeah. I get these things. But then, like people are out of weight so then i'm like i can't can't get the weights i gotta renew my passport and just like right all these things it's like i feel like it's a never-ending to-do list and like i don't know like i guess like everything you do is like self-imposed but at the same time it just feels like i kind of have to do it yeah but i think like things like that it's so much easier to do little tasks like that 
when we're constantly moving and have the energy to like keep going, going, going. Yeah. And we don't have any of that right now. And like, I don't have a good desk set up to like do some of these things. No. And just like, <sighs> yeah, I've like really like some days I can't even get out of bed to log on. Right. Which like a hundred percent completely honest. Oh my God. And isn't that just like, it's mind blowing when you think about yourself because like, you're not that person in general, right? Like, you're usually, like, got to get up, got to go do this, got to go. And so, like, it's so evident that the pandemic has just, like, made us totally different people. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, it's normally just, I'm, like, like, super, like, I feel like I'm, like, I have adrenaline, like, based yeah, on these, like, yeah. hard projects or, like, yeah. all these meetings. And now I'm, like, I can't even function. No. Like, I'm, like, in my pajamas all day. Yeah. I, like, yes, I'm, like, I don't think I've canceled a meeting yet to just like because I can't I mean I canceled work today because I can't so I literally took a day off because I was like I just I can't do it (laughs) I just I couldn't do it well and I've been talking to people and like everyone is just like yeah I feel guilty I'm not working enough yeah but I'm just like I can't like just so many people are so burnt out right and like I think like work burnout or pandemic burnout or whatever you want to call it I even like I had my yearly checkup on the books for months i was like so tired and like i feel like depressed is the right word yeah that i almost canceled it right which like it's just funny like think they're like my check-in can't do it <laughs> like it's like and i was like talking to my doctor because uh, like they yeah. have which is good especially like yeah. women's clinics that they do i don't know if they do this everywhere like the depression the checklist yeah yep and i was just like honest and i was like she's like well it looks like you're like having probably like some like seasonal you know right depression because like i'm not really like going out to eat like i'm getting takeout i mean i'm doing some stuff i'm not a total hermit like some people are but like there's also some stuff i'm not like a hundred percent comfortable with you're a hermit in comparison to what you were i mean you know what i mean like well yeah so the life we used to live (laughs) especially in the winter yeah and so she recommended she was like i think you need to double your vitamin d sure yeah um, so I think that's helped me a little bit this week. Like, I've at least been able to, like, I need whatever, to get on that. do some stuff. But she was like, yeah, like, obviously I'm not a doctor. I'm not giving you recommendations. But she was like, you could even go up to 5,000 units. And I'm at 2,000, which is, like, I think more than enough or, like, wow. more than yeah. most people take. And she's just, like, just so many people are vitamin D deficient, which can, like, sure. have such a huge impact. Especially so now. I'm getting my levels tested, too. But. Yeah, that's good. I just, like. I don't even feel like myself. Like, I just, like, I feel like my smarts aren't there. My personality is not there. I feel like I'm constantly just, like, I feel comfort with, like, order. But I just feel like I'm constantly in this hamster wheel of just, like, keeping my house orderly (laughs) and opening the blinds and, like, making my bed and getting in my bed and taking a shower, working out and taking a shower and, like, like... I just feel like I'm constantly in that hamster wheel. Right. And it's like, maybe I need to let some of that go. But I'm just like, I feel like a shell of a human. Yeah. And I think, I think some of that order, it's comforting. Like you said, like you find comfort in order. You like order. But when it's all we have, it gets to be too much. Which like, I think that's where we're at right now. Like, I love order too. But like. I don't love the fact that, like, it is now the only thing that I control or care about every day. Like, doing my dishes, taking a shower. Like, 
because I don't have anything else externally that I'm concerned about or worried about or excited about or, you know, getting in my brain. Like, all I care about is <laughs> shit going on in my apartment because what else is there? Well, and also, like, I feel like before work, like, yeah, I was trying to do dishes, but, like, if I had a couple things in, like, the sink, whatever, and, like, I was running late, like, you just went. Exactly. And like, yeah. I'll deal with that when I get home, which is, like, fine. But you had other things to occupy your brain to be yeah. like, that's okay. I just, like. Yeah. It's exhausting to yeah. constantly be in the same place that you're, like, dirtying and cleaning yeah. all day. Oh, my God. It is. I have struggled to, like, feel if, if like. My apartment was always messy, and then just because I wasn't home, it didn't bother me as much. Or if it's messier now, just because I am home, <laughs> I don't know. Well, like it's hard to know. It's probably both. Like yeah. you, you don't have anyone clean up after you, or like I'm like, oh. how many times am I taking out the recycling? Oh, but, constantly. <laughs> but it's like also at work, like you have some us, uh, you know, custodians that are like doing that daily, right? right. But I'm just like, all these things are so exhausting yeah. to yeah. me. Plus, I'm, like, still trying to keep up with, like, whatever, like, selling things on Poshmark or, like, whatever, like, getting rid of things, but also trying to sell some things of value. And I'm, like, probably not great for my mental health. Maybe I should let it go. I don't know. Like, I think that actually might be a good distraction right now because it gives you something else to focus on. Like, it is. Like, I I have just been craving just something new. And I, I was telling my mom the other day because, like, you know, when I talk to her now, it's like neither of us have many updates because nothing new is going on. And she was like, how are you? And probably the, for the first time in my life, I said, I am so bored. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't get bored. Like, it takes a lot because I have hobbies. There's things I like to do. There's like in order for me to, like, feel completely bored, it's like I've run out of, like, motivation to do those things. But also, like, I feel like I've watched everything. I feel like I've listened to everything. I've been reading more than I normally do, and that's great. But I'm also bored of it. <laughs> like I'm just you know weird. Like although I feel like I've been watching a lot, but like I feel like that's been over a long period of time. I'm oh actually God. not watching. All I lot. do is watch TV. I swear, it's. Awful. I really am not. Like I listen to a lot of podcasts, which bring me a lot of comfort mm-hmm. throughout the day, or like ground me. I'm trying to read more. But, yeah, like, I'm just, like, even exhausted watching TV. True. Yeah. There are a couple things I've binged that I want to talk about, but, um, that have been, like, good delights, but I'm just, like... Yeah. I don't know. Like, I just... I'm so burnt out, and my job does not help that. Yeah. But, like... And, like, some of me, I'm, like, okay, I need to, like, go and, like, rent an Airbnb on a lake and just, like, be there. Yeah. Just, like, I've also kind of been doing that, but that also is, like, a little bit of exhaustion, too. Right. Yeah. So, I'm just, like, I don't even know. I feel like I can't even. I don't I don't even trust my coping mechanisms. Oh, yeah. That's a hard place to be, right? Like, that is. Ugh. It's so hard. <laughs> yeah. You're, like, these have been my tried and true for so long. Yeah, that's definitely been me a little bit with exercising. Like, working out has been my coping mechanism for years and years and years and years. And lately, it's been stressing me out (laughs) to have to go. Mm. As much as I, like, like it and I like how I feel, it's another thing that, like, again, takes energy. And it takes commitment. And I'm just, like... Honestly, the only way I'm, like, able to semi-keep up with it consistently is, like, it's literally right there, like, my bike. Yeah. And, I mean, my gym is in my building, so no, but that, it's pretty close. But, but that's, yeah, I couldn't even add that layer. Yeah. 
Interesting. Like, even yeah. getting me ready to yeah. just, like, I'm not even putting a shirt on. Like, yeah, even like, getting I'm me ready right to the point to, yeah. like, work out in my home is enough of a barrier. Yeah. And, like, yes, I feel good. But, like, Ugh. that's, like, why I keep doing the same, like, just, like, the cycling workouts, even yeah. though they have a ton on their app. is like, I can't even get myself to unroll the mat to explore, yeah, like, a center workout or, like, a... Yeah. Um, like a strength workout off the bike. Right. Like, I, like, again, I feel like such a shell of a person. Like, I have so many people that text me, and I've historically always been bad at texting people back because, like, I want to be present and have a thoughtful, thoughtful response. But I'm like, I'm not even responding to people. Like, something that I keep thinking about is like, probably like midway through 2020. I saw this thing on Instagram and it said, check on your outgoing friends, check on your happy friends, check on your busy friends, because this is a really hard time for them. And like, it made me like really think like, (laughs) we're the people that like, this is to me anyway, it is my nightmare that like, I am just trapped at home all day, every day doing nothing. But then there are people that I know, for example, one of my siblings thriving because they're such an introvert they love to be home they love the fact that they just have to text their friends not see their friends like but it's interesting though it's fascinating like when i think about what i was doing like teaching or or whatnot like going to bed like getting back from teaching like going out with friends i'm like i don't even want to do that or i can't do that right like i feel like i have no energy yeah and like i'm like mostly in bed by nine because right. I'm like I need nine to ten hours of yeah. sleep right now yeah. yep. to function. I know. Like, I, I mean, I guess there. I can go some nights, but I'm like, I am trying to keep up with such a like a routine or like these like yeah. check boxes like work out like yeah um have my three meals that right. like I can't like that's enough for me to like oh totally like even us who like had a full life and busy life it's gonna take a lot for us to transition back into that like it, it will 100 percent. and i yeah i just like it's so crazy because i was like i ended 2019 feeling so on top of the world of like i'm crushing it in my career yep. i feel so good about my relationships like yeah just in general in my life yeah i'm you know financially making moves I'm like where I live. It's cute. Um, just like teaching, I felt really fulfilled, and like I was like moving the needle with my programs. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like doubting literally everything except for maybe my friendships. Right. I think though that's where we need the reminders of like, would we be having those doubts if we were not so alone with our thoughts these days? Like. Would we be having all of those same feelings and thoughts? Like, maybe you would. Maybe, like, we wouldn't like our jobs. Maybe we wouldn't like where we're at in life. Maybe, like, you know, all of that would still happen. But, like, I have to keep reminding myself, like, okay, I need to go back to my job when it's back to semi-normal to make a determination of, like, what's making me unhappy. Was it being home? Was it certain aspects? Like, what is... What is it about it? And that's just an example. Mm -hmm. Like, in general, like, I'm totally happy with my job. So, like, in general, it's great. But it's the idea, like, I have to separate myself of, like, this past year is an abnormal situation for me to make those kinds of determinations about 
money, my success, like relationships, friendships, job. Like it's just not I can't let myself make that kind of decision right now because I don't know if it would be fair. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, no, I totally get it. And it's like, I know I'm kind of like, yeah. And the thing is, too, I'm like frustratingly at a timeline where I'm kind of at a point where I'm like, I got to like make a change either like internally or like figure out what my timeline is for grad school. And I'm like, I just can't like, I just like, I don't know, like I, I like barely am holding on like i don't even I know i was reminded today by our dear listener celeste as i once again complained about having to fit into a bridesmaid dress at some point that i bought over a year ago <laughs> that we have all been through intense trauma yeah i needed that reminder from her like i have i've been told that i've read about that a lot like i am aware of it but we have to be kinder to ourselves because this is not a trauma that any of us could have anticipated. I know. I like, I agree. It's like, hard though. I mean, it's so yeah. fucking hard. So I've been so hard on myself. Like I, yeah, but that's why it was a reminder I needed. Like it's, it is helpful. Like, yeah. When like a therapist would be like, yeah, that was traumatic for you. Like you never yeah. think about trauma. Oh my God, I know. Like people think about it in like such extreme terms. Oh my God. That, and that's the thing we need to like remember is like, Trauma can be anything, and you don't have to have, like, the same definition as someone else. Well, and the other thing, too, <laughs> I think it was AOC that said this on Instagram about talking about the capital insurrection. Mm-hmm. And she was like, trauma compounds on trauma. Oh, God, it's so true. And it's yeah. like, yes. Yeah. It's so true. Um, I think what's, like, really frustrating for me, like, and I don't know if I can get into a lot of this in the pod because not that people at work listen, but whatever. But There's a small it's chance. Fine. Yeah. But just like, I think a lot of companies are being like flexible, but it's like, that just feels like such a bare minimum. And sure. like, why don't, and like, yes, I'm seeking out therapy on my own dime. Right. Some yep. of it, I guess is kind of paid for through, um, employer sponsored right. health insurance. So I guess it's not like totally on my own dime, but like, I don't know, like, 15 days of PTO in a year or, like, not being able to take a leave of absence is, right. like, kind of insane to me. Like, I, I don't, yeah. like, I don't know a world that you do this for basically, let's say, 40, 45 years straight on 15 to 25 days of PTO yeah. a year for the rest of yeah. your life. Yeah. Like, why is it not more normalized to take a leave of absence? Like, yeah. why is a choice, like, quitting your job right? To for your sanity, you yeah. know? Like, and I think, like, what we talked about the other day is, like, why do you have to hit such a point to be able to take a leave of absence? Like, the people that are granted them, it's often for a reason or something very specific. And it's like, why does that have to be the case, right? <laughs> Yeah, and I was talking to my coworker too, who's just been like so burnt out. And I was like, I was like, to be honest, and right now we're in a really, really challenging spot as a team. And I won't get into that. But I just was like, you have to. I was like, this this year, and this will eat you. Like this, where what we're doing right now is gonna eat alive. I was like, yeah, you have to fit in your minimum to be a human and a 
family member what 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 if that means a mom a husband mm-hmm. a dad yep. whatever like you have to fit that in first and the rest Absolutely. has to fit in yeah. after that yeah like someone was like yeah i'm gonna be logging on this weekend i was like no enough with that like yeah. we have to stop that like i get the work is insane but it was like at a certain point like yes maybe if it was like one weekend but i was like we can't like especially now that we haven't had like a work-life separation for a year like you know you can't keep rolling that into another weekend and i was like set that boundary like there's no reason we need to talk about that and normalize that yeah something i always say to my coworkers is uh and i apologize to any brain surgeons out there but i always say what we're doing isn't brain surgery what we're doing thousand percent is not going to save lives so this is also a thing that i'm really working (laughs) on and We'll talk about this in another podcast, but part of my burnout, too, is having all these things to do and doing them 100%. Yeah. Either to completion or 100% perfectly. Not, like, perfect in the sense of, like, uh, you forget a comma, but, like, perfect and, like, everything is, quote-unquote, ideal. Yeah. Or, like, finish has closure. Yeah. And my therapist keeps giving me the mantra and I keep trying to put on my computer, good enough. Like 80% rule (laughs) and trying to be like, I have all these things to do. This is like the least impact. And yes, I feel like this ball's being dropped. Right. But at the same time, it has the least impact or like a lower impact than this. That's great. Um, Which is really, 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 really hard for me as a recovering perfectionist. Right. And I know people think perfectionist, like it kind of gets a lot of flack when people are like, what are your weaknesses? I'm a perfectionist. No, it is. Oh, I get it. <laughs> it is yeah. so hard to it's cope hard. with yeah. being a perfectionist. Yeah. It's so hard to start because nothing's going to be perfect. Right. And it's so hard to move on and manage things. Right. It leads to so much burnout. Yeah. Which I did get a, a really, that burnout book from my friend Ashley for my birthday. Oh, yeah. Which I'm excited to read, but... um. Along similar lines with what your therapist says, <laughs> my therapist is, uh, she's trying to remove the word should from my vocabulary. And it speaks a lot to OCD because it's like very specific to like things that I do, I do because I think I should. Mm-hmm. So like there's that, but it's, it's in general, like I think for anybody, it can be applicable of like the amount of things that we think we should be doing or thinking or feeling it's being told to us from other people mm-hmm. it's not because we actually think or feel or like want to do any of those things so that's that's the word that i'm <laughs> constantly focusing on and like that has been very very prevalent in the pandemic of like the need or the feeling that I should be doing something different or better or at all. <laughs> yeah, I I came across something and um it was just phrased really well on Instagram, but I've kind of heard this a little bit from my therapist and it's kind of different words, but like you don't need to earn your rest. Yes. You yes. You don't need to like you don't need like be like, oh I should do this before I take a break or whatever. The should yes. Yeah. Totally. And like I think for me, I'm trying to be really, really honest with myself of, like, priorities and values. And my number one, I'm only at my number one. I I can't Mm -hmm. even think beyond my number one. My number one is my health. Yeah. Physical and mental. And so, like. That's huge, though. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) yes, it's so hard for me to mentally get 
on the bike or whatever. Yeah. And, like, yes, I've gained weight in this, like, pandemic, which is, like, not, like, personally, it's hard for me. God, I know. But it's, like, I have to keep up with it. Like, I'm just, like, I have to keep checking that box, which reminds me. But you're doing that for yourself. Yeah. That's the important part. Yes, exactly. That's why I'm, like. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Society tells me I, quote, unquote, should be working eight hours a day. Am I doing that exactly every day? No, like I guess sometimes I go over, but honestly, recently, yeah. to be honest, and I hope no one in my company is listening to this, sometimes I'm not hitting that eight yeah. hours. Yeah, I know. And I'm trying to remove guilt because that doesn't help the situation. No, it does not. No. And like, like I'm, yeah, I, and like sometimes I'm like, I feel like I can't even write an email right now. So I'm going to go on the bike. Like, yeah. like, I'm just like, yeah. I'm like so like I'm I'm just like so down to like such like basic needs of like okay sleep, eating, working out. Yeah, but there's something that needs to be said in that kind of realm that I was talking about with my coworkers. Yes. If if ever we were going to live through a pandemic where we were going to be home and like stuck and all this stuff, so grateful to be doing it in 2020 and 2021 when we have unlimited technology access to shows access to food delivery access to like so many things that not everybody gets like i'm trying so hard to be grateful and like think about (laughs) you know the great depression and like other times that people have had to really go through the shit and there was nothing like we have now to bring us out of the shit (laughs) how's the pod studio doing good Good. (laughs) I agree. Like, it is really good to reframe things with gratitude. But the I'm thing trying is, so hard. <laughs> like, it doesn't negate that it's hard. It doesn't. Like, I remember no. I would talk to people. Um, I know. Kind of about whatever stuff I went through, especially in, like, high school. And being, like, they, like, almost felt like they couldn't talk to me about their stuff. Because, like, they just felt mm. like it didn't measure up. And I'm, like, mm. no, this it's is hard true. for you. Yep. Like, we're not in a comparison game. Right. So, like, I think also totally. just, like, a couple, like, gratitude along with, like... Oh, yeah. You're totally right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have a right to feel... Oh, you absolutely do it. I mean, I have had so many negative feelings despite all of the things that I have to get through this. Well, yeah, that, like too. It's... People are, like, it's so hard for, like, pa- like working parents and, like, um, whatever, like, service industry. I'm, like, 3,000%. Uh-huh. Yes. 3,000%. It for sure is. Yes. But it's equally hard for me. Right. And like you said, like the comparison factor doesn't help anyone and we can all be feeling things the same level without it being a comparison show. (laughs) Yeah. I just like, what also is like affecting me is like, I just don't have a dedicated like workspace. Oh yeah. So like, I just feel like that I'm just like always out of sorts. (laughs) I know. I, (laughs) so I got my massage today and she was like, what brings you in? (laughs) And I just said, I looked at her and I said, well, I've been working from home for a year and it's really fucked up my back. <laughs> like, and she's mm-hmm. just like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, and I was like, yeah. Like, I mean, there's a million things that brought me in, but the main thing is like, I don't have a desk. So I'm just like hunched over my laptop eight hours a day. <laughs> I know. I found like a little Ugh. laptop sandwich like helped. Oh, but at yeah. the same time, I'm just like, yes, I'm whatever grateful for having a job. I can work from home and like whatever. So I'll have a job. So, you know, I have a warm home, whatever. I know. But at the same time, I'm like, 
it kind of made me mad like when you have all these like executives being like hey well we're gonna work from home and like yeah you have a home with a home office and you have yeah all space oh and, my like, god yeah like it's just like it's yeah apartment I, life I versus was, like, house feel, like, life the only person that was like you do realize all these new grads that are making probably oh, my fifty thousand a year are having their desks in their bedrooms because they also live with four other people who <laughs> yeah. have desks in their bedrooms yes. and i'm like and that's also hard <laughs> so like I'm just like, let's not forget about that. Like, yeah. that's also kind of like a left out. Like, you have these people that are like at their cabin. Right. Yeah. Their second house. The moment that we went work from home indefinitely, I was like, all right, well, 700 square feet is getting a little bit, a little bit tight, but okay. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely have a tight space. I might be losing my mind, but that's okay. I know, it's and fine. I feel like I keep trying to, like, like tinker with it. I, one thing, I should have kind of done this. I haven't yet, but um, my mom has a home office, so she was like, you could come down, oh, which, like, would God, be a you commute. Should. Yeah. But, like, it might be nice to have that structure, but at the same time, I'm like, would that be exhausting? Also, I don't know. I think part of me is like, who cares if it's a commute? What are we in a hurry for these I days? Know. <laughs> but I, I, I hear you. I totally understand. It's a lot of work, mentally. I know. I was like, maybe yeah. I should just, like, hang out there for a while. Why not, man? Oh, my gosh. My mom just sent me an updated picture of Betsy. Ugh. My mom's new doc was, like... Ugh. So cute. I need to meet Six Betsy in now, person. Seven months now. She looks so like cute. such a teenager. I was Ugh. like, I can't believe how big she is. She looks like a doll. It's but so I, I cute. But I think she would bring me a lot of joy. But she's, my mom says she's still acting like a puppy. I mean, truly, though, pets... I mean, I know you also didn't grow up with pets like I did, but, like... Pets have been my saving grace. No, I'm really oh, wish I had one. Like, I'm kind of, like, even considering, like, mm, like what would it take to buy something so I could have a pet? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Look Betsy. at this. And then scroll. I know. Stop it, Betsy. Betsy. Okay. We'll put Betsy on the Instagram this week so that. And then scroll. Betsy's definitely going to be my bringing joy this week. Oh, my God. Like, look how. Look at this. <laughs> I know. I love Betsy already. Doesn't she look like a teenager? She's so cute. She's so sassy. Then there's like a video of her like. Oh my God. Like just. My mom says one of her episodes. Of Ugh. just running like I love wild it. throughout the house. Oh she's got the zoomies. Yeah. Tell Brenda the proper word is the zoomies. Oh my God. She's so cute. I know. Um. So yeah. I feel like every month I'm just kind of like what can I do? Yeah. I think there's some light at the end of the tunnel, but there is. I'm not super confident in it yet. Well, also, like someone said today, like the goal isn't like case zero. No. And I was like, ever? Not for a long time. Ever? I know. I feel like it'll be like the flu, like it's like a manageable risk. Yep. And I was like, ever? You know, this conversation is just making me think I might just go to sleep right here in your closet. Yeah, you should have a sleepover. <laughs> Just not even deal with the world. I'm just going to stay right here. I know. It really makes me want to hide. <laughs> For sure. Um, what was I going to tell you? Oh. <laughs> However, though, like, seeing some people... Uh, I'm going to keep this vague. Some people planning some in-person events. Mm-hmm. For March and April. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you do realize, even <laughs> though our numbers have gone down, like, 30 to 40 percent, 
we are still at the peak of the July peak. Right. And I was like, I don't... uh, And, like, uh, March is literally two weeks away. A week away. Like, what do you think is going to change? Yeah, I'm just like, (laughs) I don't... I'm like... I know. I know. You non-scientists are... Yeah. ...doing events. I mean, like, yeah, (laughs) quote-unquote, there's some precautions, but I'm just like... Read the fucking room. Oh, you know people's people are not. There are people that haven't been I'm reading like, the room you're gonna for be fine. a year. Yeah, I know. I know. Just like, yeah, I'm not going to get too much into it, I but know. just people are doing, I know students needed activities, but they also, you know, planned activities. Yeah, I mean, indoors. I just, I just don't think we're there yeah. now. Like, you know, maybe even a couple months we will be, but, like, right this second? Yeah. I just kind of was, like, not the move. Yeah. I know. I feel you. So, yeah. Sometimes I feel the end, light at the end of the tunnel, and then I see some people doing that, and yeah. I'm like, You're like, we're not going to get we there if you're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, I know that was super vague, and some of you guys no, I get it. probably understand what I'm talking about. It's fine. Um. Okay. Sorry. I feel like I've done a lot of talking. Um, oh, no. Other things, signs of pandemic burnout was, like, insomnia, which I'm definitely having. Sometimes I'm so tired and I can't sleep, mm-hmm. which I know you've dealt with, like, your entire life. But Something that's so fascinating is, like, so a lot of people, <laughs> so a lot of people have been dealing with, like, insomnia. And then also with the virus, they've had, like, a heightened awareness of germs or things they need mm. to be cleaned. And I've talked to my therapist about how, like, the amount of people who are, like, I am now very OCD, like, because of the pandemic. And they're using that term in, Which, that's uh, fine. Again, like, I'm not going to fight people. But I had one specific person say to me one day, this was probably, like, halfway through 2020, <laughs> she was like, is this how your brain is all the time? And I was like, yeah. I mean, like, I'm... I worry about this shit constantly, even if there's oh not God. a pandemic. And she goes, I am so sorry. And I said, you know what? Don't be sorry, because this is not something that I would wish on an, the entire world. You know what I mean? Like, but so it sounds so exhausting. Well, but aside from that, like, that was not my point. The point is, like, this is not, like, I would never, the fact that so many people feel this way and think this way, like, this is not, ugh, I feel bad for them. Because, like, this is not, like, I don't want anyone to ever have to deal with that. Like, it's just, it's awful. And, like, now there are people that worry about things they've never worried about in their entire life. And they'll probably never go back. Like, it's... And same thing with insomnia. Like, you might never go back. Because, like, you know, like, our body is changing and adapting to this situation. And, like... I know. it's, It's... It is not something I wish on anybody. So I'm really sorry it's happening to you. I really am. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, interesting. Like, I used to be able to sleep kind of, like, with no AIDS... And now I'm, like, often taking melatonin or, like, Ugh, yeah, going to sleep with a podcast or, like, some things I've, I think, are, like, probably more uh, um, endorsed as, like, the Peloton meditations. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's good. Um, but, yeah, like, I mean, I have some other things that are, like, way in my mind, too. Right. Um, but my mind is just, like, in a constant loop. Yeah. And... How can it not be, you know? Yeah. Right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, I, and I'm talking to other people, too, and they're like, yeah, I just sit down and I can't focus. I have to write one email and I can't even do it. 
So it's like I think we're all feeling similar. Yeah, I really think so. I especially those of us where like this, like working from home wouldn't be our first choice. You know, I know that there are people like that is their preferred mode, and that's wonderful. Like good for them. But like I think for those of us where like that is not something we ever would have signed up for. Like that right there, you know, is bad enough. And then it's also all the other things in our life that no longer exist. Totally. It's rough. Um, it's a rough time. So if you're okay closing it out, I will just... Are you oh, okay yeah. closing it yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say if you're doing the bare minimum, <laughs> and yeah. I'm going to be, like, be honest with yourself, like, yeah, you can do the bare minimum, like, show up for your two meetings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Let work know that you're alive. <laughs> like, Yeah. And maybe taking a shower, like, once a week. <laughs> yeah. Like, I- I'm talking bare minimum. We're with you. We oh, my God, you yeah. and give yourself grace. Because I think, yes. like, the one thing I've learned from therapy is, like, if you put guilt or, like, a secondary emotion for feeling your first feeling. Yeah. It adds so much more pressure and just kind of numbs mm. you and, like, takes it into another direction. It's, like, let's yeah. just sit in that and hope, like... I don't know if, if the science says that it passes sooner, but I'm like, right. we just don't need to deal with the burden of like also feeling guilt for it, which so has true. been really hard yeah. for people who are high performers like we are. Yeah. No, it's, yep. But that's great so, advice. So, yeah. yeah, I kind of thought it'd be like a one day, two day, maybe a week thing, but it's turning <laughs> to be, I really reached rock bottom of burnout i mean maybe yeah. i'll even go lower but i it, it, it's been a month, yeah which i months. mean you know no one blames you for that and also you are a hundred percent not all <laughs> my rock bottom was definitely like last fall when i just like had this overwhelming sense that this was just never gonna end mm-hmm. i think it just it hit me a lot sooner than I thought it would but like yeah it is it's a horrible like how do you how do we pull ourselves out of this <laughs> like it's well yeah and like you know so I was just gonna say one thing I do just to like remind myself of like my own humor that I think I'm the only one that finds myself funny but I'm like I think you're hilarious <laughs> thank you <laughs> you and my uh family um I'm like I, I've now, I'm, like, questioning myself, like, like, what I post on Instagram. Like, I give myself right. grace to be, like, oh, I'm not going to be on it for, like, a week or two if I don't want to. But sometimes when I'm, like, on a roll, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm not going to question if I'm posting too much. I'm, like, I'm going to post this recipe oh, I've been yeah. digging. And just kind of, like, that, like, I had the worst day ever yesterday. But I was, like, I was, like, this is a good recipe. I was, like, let me just kind of, like, film it. Yeah. And no, I was, it's... like, and it was, like, fun to be, like, oh, there's a little bit of joy in that. For sure. So that was, like, one thing that I was, like, kind of, like, brought a sense of normalcy to me. Yeah. So that's one tip. Yeah. I, um, (laughs) as you know, I am a person that, like, never leaves the house without makeup on. Never, like, I always have, like, an outfit on. Mm -hmm. Like, I am not pre-pandemic, let's just say. And so I definitely was not ever posting anything to my Instagram that I just looked terrible. Like, in my own opinion, without makeup, without clothes, like, really Mm -hmm. nice clothes, whatever. (laughs) 
I posted this picture yesterday to my Instagram story so where cute. I looked like a dead person. <laughs> like I was like, I looked like an actual zombie, but my cat looked so funny that I was mm-hmm. like, I have to share this with the world. I just have to. Mm-hmm. And I never used to be that person. Like I would be like, oh, I look like crap. I'm not posting this anywhere for anyone to see. Um, And I was very, very happy. And I loved the reactions <laughs> that people had to my cat and it just, it was a daymaker for myself, regardless of what anybody else thought. Yeah. Um, so definitely, like, my piece of advice is, like, find something. <laughs> find something that brings you joy that you can let the other parts of it go. Like, my insecurities are really there. Like, obviously, I, I think about how I look in a picture, like, what I'm posting on the internet. But at the same time, I was like, fuck it. This cat is amazing, and he's making my day. He might make someone else's. <laughs> I know, like totally. Like I yeah. was like thinking that too. Is like, it like even if someone was like to unf- whatever unfollow me, not that like, I feel like I don't really care. I mean, I guess yeah. I do have a fear. I do have a need to be liked, but not in like the follower sense. Yeah. But I'd be like, yeah, but like I'm being true to myself first, so like yeah. that doesn't matter. Totally. Um, and I even think like, I think some people are like scared to like post political stuff, and I'm like truly someone like unfollows me because of my values like i'm not changing my values for someone else you know no so i still do that but um i really find a lot of like community even just like following people that are just like so daily in their life like either if you know them in real life or just like influencers yeah just kind of just been like seeing like what they're doing or like so that's kind of fun for me for sure yeah um i will say like I think I've gotten better about this, and it makes a world of difference. Like eat three meals. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I'm a person who snacks every two hours. I was that way at work. I was that way all the time. Like I always have snacks with me, and ever since I've been home, I'm less focused on my meals and just even more focused on just my snacking all day. So I am with you. <laughs> like that is. Yeah. I need to get back in back in my real routine with that. Yeah. Smart smart advice one other thing for me like i'm truly am trying to give myself the time for nine to ten hours of sleep so like be honest like what does that mean in bed by nine <laughs> you know for years my friends have made fun of me for being in bed by eight thirty or nine o'clock for years i've gotten the grief and now everyone is like i think i need to do that and i'm like it'll pay off in dividends especially if you have insomnia yeah. The more time you're in bed, the less, like, the more likely you'll be able to get some sleep. Like, it's, you know. It's just so crazy to me. Like, we oh. would end rehearsal often at 9. No. And so we would, like, get out of there at 9.15, no. depending no. on what Mm-mm. time it was. And then say we did not go out for after rehearsal, happy hour, whatever. It's at least a 30-minute drive home. 40, 40, 45 minute, actually, if I'm being truly honest. Oh, my God. Um, so I'd be like, get home 10, 10, 15 on a good night. And sometimes I'd eat dinner at that point. No. Or if we went out to eat, like basically eat dinner and drinks, like get home at like 1130 midnight. On a school night? Like often like two nights a week. No. Girl. So I just, it's like, it's so crazy to me that shift. But also the fact that like when you were doing that, you also had other things like keeping that going. And in yeah. the next day you had things to do and things you're way more likely and able to do that kind of thing. Like when you have that solid push to keep going. Yeah. We don't have that right now. So 
focus on that tight ten. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I had one more. Oh, one thing that's like shifted. I'm just maybe it's a more of a notice than like mm-hmm. I really have a strong opinion on it. Obviously, for like the first mm, nine months, ten months of the pandemic, did not step foot in a salon. Like my hair, I did not right. get haircut in like a right. year or whatever color. Yeah. I've actually been pretty in the salon just with like, and again, it's very clean, you know, yeah. but if you're not comfortable, don't yeah. do it. But um, got my hair cut and colored, right. got it styled again because I did like a professional photo shoot, got my nails done twice. I've gone yeah. a massage twice. Yeah. And I know it seems like a little bit excessive and it is a little bit extravagant, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, eh. Right now? Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. I was like, yeah, no one's seeing me, but at the same time, yeah. I'm seeing me. Even today when I got my massage, she goes, what do you do for self-care? And I said, right now <laughs> or like pre-pandemic? Because right now, nothing. <laughs> and she's oh like, gosh. oh, my God. And I was like, well, I mean, like, I've been exercising like a little bit, but like I was just so much better about being consistent of like I would get pedicures and I would like get my hair done and like, you know. And I just fell off of it. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to try really hard to keep up on all of that. I think that's all really good. Yes, the self-care also I'm glad asleep. you've been doing that. The yeah. one thing I'm really missing is not having a bathtub. Oh, yeah. Got to get on that bathtub. I know. Well. And maybe, that, maybe that's why I should uh, the stay is down in the burbs with the... Yeah. You'll have a dog. You'll have an office. You'll have a tub. I know. I yeah. mean, really... Why am I not doing that? Yeah, what are you doing here? <laughs> As we're sitting in the closet. Homemade meals. What are you doing? Oh, oh, I really should do that. So really, um, I have no real advice. <laughs> I don't think anyone really does. We're not prepared for this, you know? I think we're doing our best. Take it a minute at a time, and if honestly oh you're surviving, God, yeah. yeah, that's it. Okay, so we, should we <laughs> go into Joy... Yeah, I mean, Betsy's probably going to be on the Instagram, but... Yeah, she's a cutie. Um, <laughs> pets in general, once again, giving me joy. Um, the weather, once again, coming in hot, bringing me joy, because it's finally feeling a little bit warm. Yes, yes. <sighs> um, I'm just going to leave this Bridgerton. <laughs> we'll just post pictures of all of the characters from Bridgerton. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Yep. Bridgerton. Yeah. Um so fucking good. I think their next episode we should just open with an hour long discussion of Bridgerton. Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot we can unpack there. Right. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yes. Um I feel like oh I was like a little bit I've really been questioning my style and, like, what I like, which has, like, been fine because, like, we're in the pandemic. Also, but I wanted... Natalie should never do that because she has great style. But I continue. Like, but I feel like I'm changing. Like, there's some things where I'm like, this is cute, but it feels like me, like, four years ago, not me now. Okay. And so I'm kind of questioning, like, where I'm going. Sure. Anyways, I know that's a little bit meta, but... Anyways, so there's these, like, tennis shoes at Madewell that I've been looking oh. at forever that have been fun. But I kind of was like, what am I going to get them now? And, like, do I actually like them? Or is that just kind of like a splurge? And I kind of, like, come across them on my targeted ads. <laughs> and, surprise, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> and I was on a walk with my good friend Jonathan, which is the first time I've seen him in months in person. Mm-hmm. In months. Months, months, months. 
And it was a leisurely walk. We walked past um, March and Patrick, which is a boutique in my neighborhood. I bought this, which is not... I'm a little actually disappointed. The, the scent isn't really strong. Oh. It, I mean, you can smell a little it. little freshener. This, yeah, yeah, this little um, fragrance bar that was like $55. Treat yourself. <sighs> yeah, I just wish it was a little bit stronger. Anyways, then we walked past a new Madewell, and it was mm-hmm. not that new, but I haven't been in it. Yeah. It hasn't been open that long. And they had the shoes there, and they had my size. So I was like, Fate. okay, let me just try it on. Yeah. Love and I it. felt real good in them, so I bought them. And mm-hmm. they were 20% off. Love it. So they have, like, leopard, and then... But we definitely got to post a picture of them. They're so cute. Yeah, and they actually came with... I, I thought they were just going to be white laces. They came with sparkly silver Ooh, laces, too. Fun. Which is kind of a fun thing. I and they're a little that. bit of platform, so looking forward to those. Cute, cute. And I'm just going to keep it at that. I love it. Okay. Well, hopefully the sound quality has been a tiny bit better. Yes. We're working on it. Yes. We're trying. We know. Guys. We know. think it's the fan of my 2011 MacBook blowing into my our really <laughs> sensitive mics. So we are currently sitting in my closet, which is not really truly a walk-in. It's been kind of nice, though. Kind of relaxing. Yeah, it's cozy with some uh Yeah, those lights are great. Lights. I love it. And the computer <laughs> is on the other side of the door. So. I mean, we're working hard for you all. <laughs> we are. We are. Okay, well, hang in there. Hang in there. We cannot commit to a uh, no time frame right now. We're not committing to anything right We're now. We're a little bit <laughs> fragile, <laughs> me particularly. No, I, f- I feel you totally. Yeah. So I think like maybe monthly-ish, maybe every other week, but like kind of how we feel. Honestly, yeah, whenever we want. Yeah. Guess what? Whenever we want. Especially since we're not monetizing it. but Whenever like, we want. I have been looking at those uh, monetizing podcast Ooh, booklets, yeah. which is like, a little fire of, you know, yeah. true Natalie coming through. Let's but do then it. I'm yeah. like, yeah, ooh, I like it. The flicker, the flicker's coming the back. The flicker, but then still got the, the, the whole we the didn't weight. win the lottery yet thing. Or? I know, <laughs> I know. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening, dear listener. Dear listener. <laughs> That's like what Anna Ferris says in her <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we love you. Yes. Please share us, even yes. though we're inconsistent and our sound quality isn't perfect. That's why you like us, though, right? Yeah. We like that. (laughs) All right. Okay. Toodles. (laughs) Bye.